Star Wars 7x7 episode 2840. Today we're going to talk about an alternate history within an alternate history. It has to do with Imperial propaganda after the fall of the Empire, so to speak. But yeah, that's a little bit complicated. And don't worry, we'll sort it all out right here. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy, and thank you so much for joining me for it. So today we're going to continue talking about the Rogue Squadron audiobook, the unabridged adaptation of the second book in this four book cycle which is called Wedge's Gamble and one of the things that we talked about as far as the plot goes has to do with Rogue Squadron being inserted into Coruscant to try and evaluate the opportunities and possibilities for taking over the planet for the Rebel Alliance to wage an attack on the planet and do so in a manner that would allow it to get its defenses back up in time so that no other outside forces to co could come in and take Coruscant back away from them. Now, among the various Rogue Squadron people inserted into Coruscant is Wedge Antilles. He has to have an elaborate disguise in order to get on the planet, but it seems like he, he was able to get rid of it at some point, but I think he's still walking around with it on when he's out in public. That isn't necessarily quite clear, but that's okay. That's kind of a... <laughs> And tangent from what I want to talk about. Their assignment, Wedge and the people that he's with, they're supposed to be assessing the loyalty of the people on the planet because they're going to have to decide if there's an attack coming, will the majority of the people on Coruscant actually support the rebellion in attacking or will they support the Empire? What are they dealing with? And so one of the things that Wedge ends up doing is going to a museum that has you know, documented history of the Empire. And one of the fascinating things about it is the Imperial propaganda that exists within this museum. In particular, and by the way, this is taking place in Legends in 7 ABY, so just three years after the Battle at Endor and uh, two more years, I guess, before then the events of the Thrawn novels, Heir to the Empire and all that stuff. Anyway, so in this Imperial exhibit, there is a you know, body of Emperor Palpatine lying in state. And as described, it looks like a younger body, but how that body is there is it's kind of impossible and I'm not even talking about the whole cloning thing or anything like that. Wedge even notes that the body doesn't look like it was ravaged by you know time or evil or anything like that. And as Wedge and company are there, a hologram of Darth Vader appears and Darth Vader narrates the story of Emperor Palpatine's death as it's being presented to the Imperials on Coruscant. So here's where it gets crazy. Oh, and I should say before I get to the crazy part, there are examples of species in this museum that have been taxidermied and they are identified as extinct because of outlaws and terrible people. The implication, of course, being the rebellion. One of those species is Ewoks. There is an Ewok there, taxidermied Ewok in this museum. And Wedge thinks that it looks actually uh, much cuter than the actual Ewok do but yeah that's that's relevant so 
When Darth Vader, the hologram of Darth Vader, narrates the story of what happened in Return of the Jedi, what he says is that the Rebels stole plans from the Imperials for a planetary ore extractor. That's how the Death Star is described. And the Rebels then plan on using this planetary ore extractor on inhabited worlds, not just uninhabited worlds. So the implication, oh, the Empire would only use it on an uninhabited world so as not to jeopardize sentient life. But the rebels, no, they were actually going to use it on Endor, which was populated with, among other creatures, Ewoks. So at great personal risk, Palpatine has Vader take him to Endor to try to negotiate with the rebels to offer them his forgiveness and get them to stop this. But then the rebel fleet shows up and they're not going to do it. So Palpatine regrettably sacrifices himself and in the process manages to destroy this planetary ore extractor, which Darth Vader actually calls a Death Star as part of his conversation, presumably the implication that the rebels turned it from a planetary ore extractor to a Death Star and Vader himself perished in the event but he says that he doesn't mind because he did it in service of his master and there's a hologram display of what the Battle of Endor looked like in this completely fabricated propaganda story where the Imperial fleet is actually outnumbered and it's not until the Death Star explodes that most of the Rebel fleet is shredded and the rest of it goes into retreat. For Wedge, who was actually at Endor, he is thinking about this and is just amazed at how compelling this propaganda is. I mean, this is the guy who took out the North Tower on the power regular, right? He was there, he was inside the thing. And yet, and yet, he can still see how compelling this story is. But this isn't the only fabricated story that the Imperials are telling to the populace on Coruscant. So the way the Jedi story is presented by this Imperial propaganda is that the Jedi Masters of old were perfectly fine and noble and honorable and whatnot, but as they started to admit non-human members into the Jedi Order, that's when things went wrong. That's when corruption began to sprout and grow within the Jedi Order when they started to abuse their powers and started to manipulate leaders of the Republic. And at the end of the Clone Wars, they tried to outright take control of the Republic. Palpatine managed to fight against that and all the Jedi were going to turn against Palpatine except for one, one particular Jedi and instead the Jedi all turned against that one naysayer of course, that naysayer was strong enough to survive and go on to serve his master throughout the era of the Empire, that of course being Darth Vader. It's so fascinating to read, or I guess <laughs> in this case, since I'm listening to the audiobook version, to hear this depiction of how Imperial propaganda is positioning the story of the Battle of Endor and the history of the Jedi Order and the othering and the xenophobia around it, just how deeply it's integrated into what the Empire does. And kudos to Michael Stackpole for the writing on this one originally, and also kudos to Mark Thompson for a terrific performance of this section as well, because it's harrowing. And it's one of those things where 
Yes, I know it's legends and doesn't necessarily apply to, you know, the current canon storytelling and whatnot, but that doesn't mean that there isn't value in reading or listening to or re-experiencing this stuff. And in fact, you know, hearing this in light of, you know, just what life is like these days, yeah, it kind of helps you give you a little bit of added perspective in a way. So just because it's Legends, that doesn't mean there isn't value in it for sure. I mean, even just at the base storytelling level, it's a great story and worth the time. So there's that to begin with. And then there's just the whole love what you love, right? It doesn't matter whether it's a legend story or a canon story. If you enjoy it, then more power to you. I just particularly thought that section was rather amazing. This was written in 1996. So yeah, here we are 26 years later and still dealing <laughs> with this stuff in our own particular way. Yeah. Very interesting indeed. Anyway, so that right there is what I wanted to share with you for today's episode of the show, and that's going to do it for today. So it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders, may the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.